top of the Wednesday morning to you friends. You're listening to RVA Dirt's Municipal Mania on WRIRLP 97.3 FM Richmond. And the topic of today's show, that dang training camp. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> All right. So today we're going to talk about the uh, Bon Secours Redskins training camp. Uh, we have a couple topics that we want to go through on this one, though. Uh, first, we're going to talk about the actual term Redskins and uh, the use of the of it really just being a racial slur. Um, but then we're going to move into talking more about like the economics of the training camp and then also finish up with, oh, guys, it, I, I went to the training camp. She sure did. I, I, I took one for the team. <laughs> Steeled herself up that big old Cowboys fan that she is and waltzed right into that training camp. Yes. But she didn't wear a Cowboys dress. Into a den of vipers. <laughs> I, I really considered it. I've got a couple at home. You should have. You know, I was like, do I wear the Aikman jersey? <laughs> I mean, these are yeah. these I are real like, considerations. Do I, yeah, like, do I need to bring one that reminds me of how many Super Bowl rings the Cowboys have? Bye. <laughs> I mean, the fact Bye. that they only won them in years where there were strikes. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, we'll keep full, full disclosure, nobody in this room is a Redskins fan. No, I'm an Eagles fan. And I don't sports ball. Yeah. So here we are. <laughs> but speaking of don't, don'ts, I guess, we're going to start by talking about the actual term, um, Redskins being a racial slur, and then also about the context of it being used in Richmond for the name of the training camp. Of course, it is the team's training camp. Um, but because I always just thought it was odd that we don't really talk about how bad it is. That's never a part of the conversation. Yeah, I know. Really, and it's surprising here in Richmond that it isn't part of the conversation since race is a huge part of the conversation of Richmond everywhere but, else. But but when it involves money, oh well, yeah. Oh, so yeah. Did I say or football. that? Or football. Football is more important than money. Because it's big money, but okay. But it's ahead. the NFL. Anyway, so let's start. So basically okay. the term um, actual Redskins is a, a reference. It's partially a racial slur because it does refer to a group of people, the Native Americans, based on the color of their skin quite literally. Um, and then also there are instances in the 1800s when it, it was being used in advertising where people were targeting Native Americans and trying to scalp them for money. So it, it's a very um, hurtful term on a couple different levels. I think because first of all, it's anything that refers to people just by the color or their skin bad wrong right but immediately wrong (laughs) stop but then on top of it i think there's another layer of just it's very similar to like you know when slave masters use the n-word of of reminiscent of the oppression and the targeted killings Mm -hmm. after stealing land from people that were here first Mm -hmm. yeah the idea of anybody using a race of people to me as a mascot is appalling it's just appalling it this Come on. But people will fiercely defend this team name. Like Mm-mm, They fiercely defend football. Well, yeah, I guess that's what it is. And football. Well, you can't change I the mean, way it's been forever and ever. I also right? think it might just be, honestly, like to your point about it being a mascot around the people, when you talk about the Atlanta Braves or even go back to the Richmond Braves. Right. The, um, the Cleveland Indians. We've got the Seminoles. I mean, but it, it, on and on and on. It so it's a couple matter. different sports. It doesn't matter what it is. And it's, it's also, big money. and it's not just, you know, it's sports, big money and... professional sports, though. This is all the way through, you know, elementary peewee sports teams. Yeah, well, and all also, over the country. Also, I mean, you think about things like the Indian guides and the Indian princesses, which is like a different mm-hmm. version of the Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts for anybody right. that isn't, isn't aware of that. Yeah. Those groups. We, even when we grow up in elementary school, really, 
the way that we talk about Native Americans, how many times, like how many people here have ha- have made a, um, a headdress? I was about to say for Thanksgiving, <laughs> when you celebrate in school, in elementary school and in daycare, you always make a little feathered headdress, right? I didn't do that, but I made a plenty of, of uh, the little model teepees. Yeah, we did those two mm-hmm. wigwams. Can we just go back to hand turkeys, please? Well, what I'd like to go back to is the story where we all have Thanksgiving together and the Indians are happy and <laughs> the settlers are happy, but they always forget the part where the settler throws um, disease riddled blankets over yeah, you know, rapes into the their town, women, rapes the Indian women at the table and kills their, you know. Let's just flash back to Disney's <laughs> Pocahontas. Oh my okay. gosh, what? Oh, the colors of that wind. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, I, I've always wanted to know when. <sighs> Some teacher was gonna just be really real and be like, I know I'm supposed to tell you this, but let's just talk about the rape and pillaging that was happening at this point. I just wanted one. I mean, we idolize Christopher Columbus, still mm-hmm. do. They're in, still to this day. We've got a statue of him too in this town, which is also fascinating, right? Just well, because fact. we have a large, we had a large Italian immigrant population, and they idolize Christopher Columbus, and, and they were so trying to use it from. as a way to like integrate into our society in general. Hey, you know, we're here too, and see, here we are talking about race and culture. Mm-hmm. in Richmond. Why are we not talking about well, this name in our city? Ball. And honestly, like, I'm going to admit it. I'm one of I'm terrible at this. It's not something in part of it. I think I could say like I'm a Cowboys fan. I don't really talk about that team in Washington ever. Um, <laughs> avoided on so many levels, but it's just never been something that for as much as I'll talk about race and black white race relations, even though we're standing on Native American land and you look at Powhatan County and all these places that were blatantly part of the Native American story, somehow it just really has never been something in my life that has been part of the narrative and it's really depressing when you think about it. it, Despite the fact that we are in an area that was heavily populated by Native Americans it's not really taught in school it's just glossed over that history that deep history that Richmond has I'm sure we'll name something Powhatan Hill. But what you gonna say? Like what you gonna say? Well this is the place where we stole their shit. I mean what are you gonna say? Well that's what I would hope that real teachers would say. I mean, I understand that no. they I mean, don't have I mean, a curriculum to teach off of. They ain't saying that. I can guarantee no, they're they not saying that. <laughs> and that's why it, that's why a lot of, it just with a lot of other things, like we talk about this all the time, we were talking about it today, about Lumpkin's Jail and, and the burial sites and things like they don't, they get brushed over because that's a part of history that is difficult to talk about. So no, they're not going to go And the history's through. got a race. Like the yeah. oral histories are all that remain. Yeah. And when people move away, and if you look at what That's the government good. did with creating reservations, really pushed them away. Yeah. Well, I remember oh. we went on that, um, the monuments tour and we got to Churchill and they have this big stone that supposedly was on the tomb of Powhatan's son, which the settlers got the two of them confused all the time. Great. But that that might not actually be the real thing. It's just there. And then the monument, the plaque on it doesn't tell the actual story. The lady was like, no, this is wrong. Uh-uh. Like it's information that is blatantly wrong. Okay. And this is also, you know, it keys into monuments aren't museums. Monuments mm-hmm. aren't history all the time. They are what you, what they, the they person, are who paid for them. Right. What they wanted to what, put out What they want you to see. Agenda. But I think, you know, going back to kind of looping in with the training camp, I think for me, whenever I had honestly, like whenever we're talking about the training camp, I always hesitate and have this moment of, am I going to say the word Redskins right now? But I also have this moment where I'm like, who am I talking to exactly? And um, are they, if I would just say, yeah, oh yeah, the training camp, are right, they going they know? to know what I'm talking about? And so part of it also is just what, what, what 
could we call it? But also I feel like we need to have this, start having the conversation of, you know, especially if the team decides to stay here or is exiting on their way out, whatever it is. If we ever finish paying for it. <laughs> what do we call it? And it's very odd to me that for as much as we all, many of us, at least in Richmond, I don't want to be super broad sweeping, but a vast majority of us think of the whole training camp deal as a bad deal. But I haven't sat at a public comment where maybe I've heard one person bring up how the name is a racial slur. Maybe. Maybe. Mm-hmm. I I can't recall or put my finger on a, a specific comment now. And we've listened to a lot of these discussions and read a lot of articles about and it makes you wonder things that make you go, hmm. I thought it was interesting. I was even reading a little bit about the history of it being a racial slur and also specifically the controversy around the name for the team. And it was interesting because apparently there have been many uh, high school and lower level teams that have had to change the name because of either they voluntarily did it or because of legal action from various um, people against them using that name. But still, the Washington team has uh, prevailed on being able to maintain that name. The NFL's not having Wasn't it briefly they had their trademark revoked? Yeah. 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 But that didn't last because money. Yeah. Yes, I mean, it's the NFL. People don't, you're not playing with people's football, baby. It's not, this is America. I know. We see how it's gone for people who have been kneeling in protest. Yeah, you can't even, you know, so, exhibit your normal civil rights in the NFL. You, get. you check those at the door when you sign up for your multi-million dollar contract. You better. So, I mean, how, how do we, I don't, know, I don't know if start the conversation or continue to push the narrative. Like, I mean, how can people really, like, what should we be doing about it? Well, let's, let's talk about one of the first things that you said. One of the reasons why we're talking about it, us, is because you felt you weren't fully knowledgeable on what it meant. And I think that's a part of it because it's been so widely ingrained because football is our culture you know for in america it's such a large part of our entertainment so much so that people will fight for whatever it's like it might as well be you know another branch of the military that's how they treat it you know it's it's important well clearly you know (laughs) if the president is so gung-ho on telling these folks what they can can and cannot do you can't even you might as well act like they're government employees. Well, what the go. heck? They're an extension of the, of the federal government. and That's what it seems <laughs> yeah. like. It's so, they're not, but it sure does seem like it, doesn't it is. It? And so for the average person, just like anything else, if you don't take the time to educate yourself or it's not something that you want to care about, then you're not going to. So then to have that attached to something that's entertainment-based or something that brings me joy and I like it, I do it for leisure, I do it for fun, and now you're telling me that it's wrong. No, this is about touchdowns and points and team spirit. Like, no, actually, it's about being disrespectful to people, to a race of people that you've literally it on since you got here. And so let's talk about it. No, we don't need to have a conversation about yeah, that. Yeah, no, how do you bring that up to somebody? How do you bring that up in casual conversation when people are like, rah, 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 there's my team. How one do you bring I've, it up? One thing I've heard somebody do that I thought was really interesting because it was like super kind of low-key and passive, but it seemed super easy also. Instead of when people were using the term, instead of even calling people out on it, what they would actually do is just when they would say it themselves, they would actually say the Washington racial slurs. The Washington racial slurs training camp. So it's one of those, I, like I was it. kind of thinking about that, you know, when I tweet and all that kind of stuff, thinking about, I like maybe it. I'm gonna start using that. I like, like it, I like it. FYI person that I saw that, like, stealing it. I co-sign that. <laughs> yep, yep, we'll take that. I co-sign yeah. it, I'm down. 
Yeah, because I think that is an important piece of it. Because I mean, I, I don't just because there are not as many Native Americans that are currently here. And again, and prevalent in day to day meetings, interactions, just because somebody's not at the table. I don't think it means that we can just ignore that seat that should be there. Well, that's that's a part of that's what makes people marginalized. Mm-hmm. Yep. I know, I know, and like that's that's the hard part, though. I'm like, that's exactly. Good. I'm like, it's because every time I think about it, I'm like, oh, this is just like pure people being marginalized and yeah, like, mm-hmm. like literally not even thinking about it. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I mean, that's that's what makes people mar- marginalized, and so yeah, just because they're not here and they don't have a voice at the table right now that doesn't negate the fact that they need to be fought for. Especially not when we go back to looking at why they aren't here. Um, yeah, well, because we. <laughs> tried to systematically erase them. We meaning white people. Let's be clear. Yeah, finally black people didn't could do something wrong in this situation. <laughs> I'm just saying, we always, you know, last week I was told that slavery was our fault. So Trail of Tears, we had nothing to do with that. Thank you very much. We didn't do that. <sighs> oh, man. I was on somebody else. Wow. Black people right. always catch it. I'm sorry. It's mm-hmm. true. We didn't do that. There was no foul on the play. It was not a hold. The... The defender was just overpowered. Now we're on to the economic side of the actual training camp deal. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) I just wrinkled up my nose like I just smelled a fart. Yeah. So the first thing I think I want to talk about uh, before we get into the actual dollars, I just do the money hands. Just do the money hands. Like y'all can see me right now. Money hands. Money hands or the Zoidberg hands. And then I also heard that song, Money, 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 in my head. But anyway. um, And now I just saw Omarosa. You're welcome. (laughs) Full circle here. Uh, So anyways, one big thing I think that's important to recognize is just the timeline of this whole thing because that kind of blew my mind when I was going through and looking at old articles from 2012 because frankly I was in college Mm -hmm. um, or no I would have just graduated college and not been in Richmond at the time um, when this whole thing happened so I wanted to go back and understand but what had happened though first of all it was announced in early June June 6th that the Redskins sorry gosh I'm getting it better at this Mm -mm. that the racial slurs the Washington racial slurs. There we go. Some racial slurs. Whew. Moving to training to the training camp in Richmond was part of a bigger state deal. So there were other things going on in June, and it was really announced at a state level, like, "Hey, P.S. Richmond, FYI, this is happening." Get on it. And part of that, you have to know that's June, and they wanted to start the next summer in 2013, <laughs> a year later, have this whole facility open and functional, and have the first training camp that year. So then, um, throw it up like a McMansion. Yep. McMansion. So then in July, t- July 26, 2012, so like a month and a half later, six weeks-ish, four sites were identified, allegedly, but never publicly named what all four sites were within the Richmond area. Of course not. So then October 22nd, the final site where it is now was determined. So if you think about that, the first four and a half months of this. finding but, somewhere for it to go. And it was not in the public purview of discussion. No. Because it was, these were things that they were figuring out behind the scenes. Because seriously, that location would have been poo-pooed by the public immediately. Mm -hmm. So I had to keep it secret squirrel. Mm-hmm. So then um, there was a committee meeting that I actually listened to that was November 20th, 2012, which was really Dwight Jones administration breaking down what this whole deal really is. And honestly, it just, it was it was them cajoling counsel, telling them, oh, this is no big deal. You should just pass this. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. It'll work. 40 mil. Let's do it. Yeah. Six days later, November 26th, uh, council approved the deal. 
package. Then it actually came back again in December of that year to have another, like the actual contract was written up or whatever with EDA and they had to approve that piece of it. So this whole thing happened in six months. Speed of light. And the wildest thing to me was in that committee meeting, speaking to that timeline, literally somebody from the city admin said, we need to get this through. I mean, y'all always get criticized for how long you take on everything. And so like they're basically giving council and council members kind of shaming them on how nothing ever gets done in Richmond. So hurry up. And six months from start to finish to plan this project out is a minuscule amount of time. The first training camp would have been seven months later in July 2013. That was wild to me, first of all. So then the other piece of this, of course, now we're on the dollar bills of this. Quite frankly, this was hard to figure out. It's still a mystery. If we talk about the actual cost (laughs) of the training camp, what we have figured out is that it was billed as a $10 million cost to build the actual facility. The city actually took on the debt for that. It was supposed to be paid uh, part of it from Bon Secours getting the naming rights, like $3.6 million that way. And then a lot of the other money, though, was going to come from corporate sponsorships and I believe renting out because there was originally office space in the training camp facility that was supposed to be rented out. And there was also supposed to be a sports medicine facility in there. I think there is supposedly. But yeah, as far as I know, there's something in there, but I don't know much about it. Also, it it never looks like anybody's even there. Yeah. (laughs) When you drive by, if it's off season, which, you know, not the three weeks that they're here. I can't. It looks totally empty. Either. Three whole weeks, y'all. Which we do know that there was a substantial amount of it, though, that was put through on the city's debt service because mm-hmm. very recently, uh, city council had to basically refinance the debt because oh, it was some kind of a, a loan that was five-year loan and it, the payments were coming later. And it was basically at the end of this time period, if they hadn't refinanced it, we would have defaulted on the debt, which would have been a big problem for the city or we had to refinance it so people in the news you might have seen it of being kind of advertised and spoken about as this whole we're putting even more money to them because it came down to more money coming out of the city budget this year it was confusing to a lot of people it did feel like that we were renegotiating for to give them more that's what a lot of people kept coming to us and saying "Are, are we giving them more no. No, it's just, it's it, yes kind and of no. yes and no. Yes like, and no. It, we're giving them more than we were supposed to because the, the facility, if you remember, all of those office spaces were supposed to be rented. But right. then that's not how that looked at some point, they actually came out and literally admitted the fact that they were being, that the rent was too high. And they couldn't get people into them. So then they decided to renovate it to make it an event space, which is horrendous. It's not an attractive event space. You I mean, guys. It's an I mean odd, that's like opinionated. Facility. Like it's but, ugly, y'all. It's just ugly. I don't know. Like for how much money? I actually looked into how much money it costs to rent it. Yes, because we thought about going out there too. and doing something for a brief, you know, hour. We or two thought about or having this conversation there at the conference room at that the, they have there. It the price is. I can't remember. It was astronomical. It was like, so like $1,200? It was like $1,200, $1,500, which to be fair, you know, I've looked at a lot of event spaces in the area for different reasons, corporate, but also private events. It's not too bad in the scheme of things, but, yeah, but for what it is. The amenities that they right. offer you, and it's just it so bare looks, bones. Like, yeah. yeah, It was not great. It's not cute at all. So ladies getting married. Pick somewhere else. Pick somewhere else. Because Fran's about... not going to come decorate that mess for you. No, no. Man. So part of the part reason that this all got so confusing, honestly, was how it was advertised to people. So even in uh, his State of the City address, I believe it was 2014 after the first year of the training camp, Dwight Jones claimed that the plan and the deal generated $40 million in new private investment into the city. Where? Where? 
<laughs> right. And so basically they're talking about the cost of the field, the cost of the, how much it was going to cost for West Hampton School to be renovated, which we all know still hasn't happened today. Nope. Um, however many years later. It was they got payment. <laughs> also the expansion of it. The expansion of Richmond Community Hospital. So that's where it's all of this stuff that was, hey guys, it's forty million dollars. And if you break it down, most of that hasn't really come to fruition. But then my personal favorite had to be that they actually, there was some survey that ended up coming out, um, or a study, an alleged study, mm. that came out after the first training camp. I think he called it alleged. I say alleged because I'm just like, come on, man. I it think was, the first one was the only one that really drew. Anyway, go ahead. So it was some crazy amount of money, and I can't remember exactly how much it was, but it was some crazy amount of money that allegedly this training camp had generated. It must and, have been in parking. parking. But what they did is they did this, like, <laughs> it was this survey of, like, 300 people, and it was just respondents Bye. on their tendencies to do things because that's the big piece of this for me you know I've said this probably multiple times but just in case people forgot um, if only because I've been off work for a month I'm a performance manager in sales by mm -hmm. trait when you're talking about return on investment if I came with basically to me this is like magic beans ROI because <laughs> you know when somebody and I talked to somebody actually um, at the Chamber of Commerce about this once because my big contention is show me what metrics are you going to be able to determine the amount of money that that's come back to the city. And they told me that things that they were able to look at, for example, was an increase in hotel rooms rented, so, counting the beds. There's not a good way to actually count the dollars and cents of how much money a project like this actually yields to the city and the taxpayers in general. There's no beds over there, but, though. Like, so, what are you counting? Yeah, what are like, you counting? In, in the Metro Richmond area saying, hey, on average, occupancy rates over time is this, whereas now, during this time period, occupancy rates were higher. So you're counting how but many- it's August when everybody's going on their vacations before school starts anyway so of course hotel but even how many weddings me, were had on that same week i know i know but that's the thing is again to me that's just that's really the one stable metric that allegedly you could in theory point to no. um but there's no way to say for example like unless every single business owner was willing to report how much more money they made and all there's no way to tangibly say no this is how much money you we could made. say that if the hotel was across the street well and well i i do remember maybe, maybe. Restaurant-wise, most restaurants around there do not see an uptick in sales during the three weeks that they're here. People aren't walking across the street to Gus's. No, because they wanted them to go to Johnny Rackets. Well, no, because that's, yeah, that's right. the other piece of it was that the, that they allegedly, everybody was like, oh, well, there's going to be the ability for business owners, like small business owners in Richmond to come in and... And the first year, there was, I was actually talking to somebody, uh, and we'll probably hear the interview a little bit later now, from Big Herms. Yes. I was talking to Herm, and he mentioned that he had actually, the first year was the one year that he was not a vendor there. But he mentioned that in the very first year, there were vendors like lined up outside of the camp and people paid a good amount of money to be there. But then once you went into the camp, that's where all the corporate, the Johnny Rockets, the Buffalo Wild Wings, and that's where people were spending money. So once mm -hmm. people went into the camp, that's it. the vendors outside that were lined up outside were just like, but where are the people though? Um, which I thought was really an interesting point of, you know, just how things that are portrayed don't always end up in results. And like, I, I mean, I'm always gonna say it, like it's a bad return on your investment. If you can't prove it. Absolutely. Where are your receipts? And I think that's something that a lesson learned from a development project, especially as we're coming up on one that is the North of Broad mm. development. Ah, the knob. You know, when they're promised returns of saying, hey, you're going to get all of this money and it's going to be a great thing. Let me see half of it up front. 
<laughs> oh, is that not how this works? That's not how this works. Tell me in advance, how are you guys going to measure this? And not be trickled down in economics, Right, please. because it's just, that's my biggest problem with all of it is the conversations were just, oh, well, we promise, or this is what's going to happen. We've seen time and time again, well, development results the, never come. And they're still right. doing that. We just went to a council meeting, the last one we went to, and they, well, you know, on good faith, mm-hmm. let's trust Bon Secours on this. We're like, but we already did that. We approve too many development deals without cold hard facts. These lofty things. Oh, of course we're going to get a return on our investment. Well, why? Why? Let's talk about why. Why Why? do we do this? Yeah. Hmm? No? No answer? I I think I would get in trouble for the thoughts that I'm having. Okay. All right. Never mind. (laughs) I mean, I think it's a great point, though, you know, when we talk about this at the end of the day, you know, let's go back to 2012 when all this went down. And this is a project that the state said, FYI, this is going to happen. And the mayor came through and said, like, Mayor Jones, like, all right, let's do it. Let's say city council had all the power in the world to say no. And while not all city councilors are currently on council from then, I believe there's four that were. I also have this moment of, you know, we need to, this comes back again to me of like holding city council accountable Mm -hmm. for the power that they have also had. We said during the West Hampton discussion that we had a few weeks ago, Hilbert was the deciding vote and he regrets it now, but I'm sorry, Chris Hilbert, you do not get a mulligan. You have to own this decision. You may regret it now and thanks. Well, thanks for your regret. Yeah, use your regret now to not make this mistake again. Right. Please learn. That's a big learning curve, boo. I don't know. I'm just saying. <sighs> I know. I'm just saying. Like, I just, I am, I have to say, I am tired of uh, the Richmond City Council hamster wheel when it comes to making decisions like this over and over and over again. When, when do they learn? Well, and I also think about, for example, this actually kind of ties into something that's not directly related, but it could be for all intents and purposes, is there's a recent news article about how the schools have more money than they were aware of. And like, let's go into talking about this dichotomy between city administration and city council, because this also came up in the budget cycle. A a lot of when I look at the money that the schools now have, which is a great thing, thank goodness, it came down to, you know, the school district didn't know about it because it was never credited to their books. You look in the budget cycle and we saw Parker Edgelasto, fifth district councilman, he actually mentioned a couple times that there were projects that they were looking at um, either they, oh, they found they were completed. And then when they went back to the city administration, it was like, oh, but wait a minute, actually that money's already been reallocated over here. I can't. There's this also interesting dynamic between who holds, like, you know, city councilors do have a one full-time person on their staff exactly and then they're part-time council people and the city administration does have vastly more resources so at some point they almost they don't have the time or the resources or even the access to fact check Mm -hmm. city administration on some of the stuff that gets presented and i think that it does put the city administration in a position of power to an advantage make city council feel dumb Um, well you feel dumb but just be behind the wheel when it comes to stuff and i know we tease a couple of them for saying well you know i need more information i need more time you should have done your research then you're sitting beside somebody like parker who does it and gets the information. And so, yeah, we understand it's part-time and it's hard, but I mean, that's why you ran. Right, it can be done. You ran and you took on the responsibility of doing the research and presenting your constituents with all of the facts. And that's what you have a liaison for, council critters. They're they're full-time and they've got a computer in front of them. And I feel like- They can do the work. 
I feel like when the council people end up saying these things also, and, you know, there's a difference to me between we don't have enough information or we need more information and saying the amount of information and the answers that you have given us, city administration, are not sufficient. Mm-hmm, that's right? different. Because I think that that's kind of where it came down to when I was listening to that committee meeting where it was like every question, you know, they got these answers that were a lot of times kind of a, a but trust us mm-hmm. air to it. And I feel like if you're not getting solid answers and you're saying, hey, these are the things that we need to see because we have looked at this and we have considered this, we really need to start looking at that as a differentiation between I need more time for more information and I've done my research, I've done my homework and these are the questions. things that are missing yeah. this is insufficient answers you're giving us and we shouldn't approve things if there's not ins- if there's not sufficient answers right yeah. and maybe we shouldn't rezone entire blocks uh without getting sufficient answers either but you know we got to take it on faith right because i gotta have faith do they think we're stupid. No, but they assume that. They just assume that every everybody's uninformed or they don't care. Don't well, times they are a changing. That's why we exist. That's why other people who follow us and who are into it exist. Because our generations coming up like information. We're full of information all the time, and there's no excuse not to have it. Well, I think it's at our has, fingertips. Everybody started to see. <laughs> everybody has started to also see the the detriment of complacency. We see it at a very national, federal level right now, I think is the biggest, probably starkest contrast. And people realized that the best way to make change is at the local level. And so the the level of involvement that we've seen from the residents of Richmond has been astounding. And council, some council members just cannot keep up. And I think that also brings us to a big kind of point that is eventually going to have to be reckoned with, especially as we go into like 2020, is, you know, when we're looking at evaluating some of our council people, I think it needs to also be, they need to look at and figure out and whoever ends up running and ends up winning needs to figure out how to better engage all constituents. Because we can't just have people who are able to show up to one or two meetings or who are willing and able to send an email. Because I can't tell you how many times I've heard the dreaded statement of there hasn't been enough public input. Yes, I was about to say that. there. Unless It seems like unless you are like us, somebody who either reads the newspaper first thing when you get up every single day, you read Richmond Twitter every single day. Or stays up all night. Stays up all night. Jesse, um, reading intense amount of articles, you don't know unless you get a mailer. You don't know, and even Lord then, knows, people don't Lord even knows, pay don't depend on that. that that newsletter that you get. Well, I mean, in some places, don't some don't, don't, don't even have newsletters. Branch out. You yes, you have to find every way possible to connect with your constituents to let as many folks know what's going on and if you're going to keep up uh with the changing tide of politics you have to to get with it how about you just do it just for transparency i mean yeah just being open do about because you every, every single one of them every single one of them ran on transparency and accountability yeah just do it this is how want, you do it you want your your constituents to know what the hell's going on just do it for that reason false start everybody but the center
You are listening to RVA Dirt's Municipal Mania on WRIRLP 97.3 FM Richmond. We'd like to give a quick shout out to the RVA Success Drive, a benefit for Richmond Public Schools coming up next Wednesday night, August the 29th at McCormick's Irish Pub in the bottom. Tickets are $5 in advance and 7 at the door, but to gain entry you should bring school supplies, as many as you can carry. All proceeds and supplies go to benefit the children of RPS. Come out and see performances by your favorite Richmond rap and hip-hop artists, plus live art and art auction and raffle. Again, that's next Wednesday night, August the 29th at McCormick's Irish Pub in the bottom. That's the RVA Success Drive. And now back to your show. When I went to the camp, uh, <laughs> man, it was I've rough. been to the camp. I went the first time. I've only gone this one time. Um, I sat in the car the entire time. The traffic was so bad I gave up. Okay. I've gone to the little park that they built over top of the, the wildlife area that used to be there. God, that's depressing. I love the shade. Oh, man. I talked to a lot of people, and we'll probably hear some of the interviews here. Um, but pretty much the people I talked to, a lot of them felt, from my synopsis of things, that they enjoyed. First of all, what I thought was interesting was they liked the idea. First, actually, no. Let me let me just have this moment. I'm sorry. I asked somebody if they were from Richmond, and they were like, yes, absolutely. Fast forward, Henrico County. Oh. And I even said Richmond City, but anyway, whatever. I was just trying to find, like, hey, are you from, are you, because, again, it's a differentiation. Are I think, you a where city resident? City or residents feel a little differently about the county. Do you what? orbit around the city? <laughs> anyway, though, so um, part of this whole thing, you know, they were saying that they really liked the camp being there, even though they had only gone, one of them had gone once, and the other one had gone, um, this was their first time. But they like there being something free. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Other than smoke detectors, there ain't nothing free. Richmond has plenty of free stuff to go to. That's what people think, though. They don't (gasps) think about it. Well, see, those are active activities that are free okay or like parks like there's again like you know i think that there's a difference of like the other part that somebody raised and i thought about this a lot was you know when i have gone to um dallas cowboy games and these were at stadiums where neither team was having a great winning season so it was for a decent seat 250 a seat like that's the other side of this richmond's not that far from the metro dc area and this is a free version where especially if you have I saw a lot of people with younger kids because every time we talk about like my family talks about hey let's go to a game it's a question of are we about to drop a grand on tickets for four people we crack into my savings account <laughs> so I can go watch this football game and drink overpriced beer like I was even looking at um the Cowboys are playing in Atlanta I think for my dad on my dad's birthday my brother and I were looking at like do we go to Atlanta like man bad seats were 300 bucks a piece <laughs> no nope nope so I got I think, better uses for $300 I know so I think there is some level of like even if you it does make the NFL a little bit more accessible again it's football mm-hmm so I think there is that's the one side where I kind of am like that there is at least that positive the fact that it is for um but anyway so I thought those were kind of interesting points but do they so my question is, do they actually play? Because mm-hmm. a lot of people have told me that like when they've gone mm-hmm. um, to go, that it was mostly, while they were there, it was mostly photo op. No, so it depends. No, it so depends. There's, they, they do scrimmage. They do drills. They so do. there's, like, two pieces to it, apparently, as I have discovered. So there's the walkthrough, which is literally, like, you just there walking through, and then there are some people there for photo ops. Okay. But then there are, there's pads practice, which is pads on, and they're practicing, which is, like, they're running drills, which kind of, you're seeing them hit each other pretty much yeah. um but it's just them scrimmaging playing with themselves and then i believe once or twice which actually recently the jets came um right before it ended and they scrimmaged together and i believe someone got punched <laughs> um wow. that's what i saw in the news 
but uh, so there are every day that they have training camp those are those two practices and this actually is a great segue into um, something I talked to Big Herm about uh, was about how influential the calendar and schedule is for the business owners because I asked him is it really has it been a good deal for you and what he was basically saying as like a quick summary is people want to see pads practice right and when this year the pads practice was in the morning and then there was a four-hour wait before the walkthrough people don't hang around because nobody's really here well, what are you going to do for, for the walkthrough hours? well right. right and there's little stuff like there's like an area for kids but there's food like there's just really like and you're waiting around for what a walkthrough Whereas, like, in the years where it was flipped, where the pads practice was in the afternoon, they would actually see people that were... Um, all day. All day. Because people would come to get a good seat, and they would hang out, and that's when the vendors were making money. Which that was just gotcha. interesting, but that's also determined by the coach. And on the other side of that, because I'm like, well, it seems to me like it's flipping the other way. Part of it's also heat. For the players, where in the morning it's In the cooler. morning it's much cooler and... <laughs> And there's zero shade over there. I mean, other than the one stuff that I'm throwing. Mm. Oh, hey. You know, Girl, the shade, the shade of it all. Anyway, <laughs> thank you for that setup. Um. You're welcome. <laughs> but it's just fascinating to me of, you know, most people that are out there, I ask, like, are you aware of, like, the economics on this? No, of course not. <laughs> That's not what they're thinking about. And when they're, if, if. They're reading the local newspapers. They're not doing that, they're, so I can tell you. <laughs> they're not focusing on that because it's not entertaining. No, it's football. Don't mess with my football. Right. They don't want to know the financial aspects going into it because it, most of the people, I think, that are going aren't actually affected by it, right? If you're living in the counties, you're not affected. Mm-mm. And I I don't know of many city residents who actually go. Well, and I think that that's also loops back around to the, the, the longstanding, like, oh, my gosh, like, everybody get ready to roll your eyes when I say it. Boom. The stadium debate. Oh, Lord. And, you know, again, who goes, first of all, the Richmond Flying Squirrels are one of the top teams in their league for attendance. They do a fantastic job driving yep. attendance. Well, they have great theme nights, um, great prizes that they give out. They do. Uh, well, they great own their Groupon nights. Yes. They, well, they also own their own fireworks company, and so mm-hmm. it's a. they do a really good service all around. The fan service is amazing, and they do good things for the city they're in. And they have wine slushies. Oh, I know, right? Oh, can't forget oh. that. And they have really good prices on um, food, cider, and food, oh, but yeah. like, this, like the the beer, whatever. They have actually like local craft beers and mm-hmm. like craft, um, like they'll have Virginia craft brewery stuff kind of there for really, really It's an affordable way to bring your family and friends out to do something and you don't feel like that you are, you know, your wallet is screaming. And now they have a breastfeeding room for mothers. Sorry. I just wanted to put that out there. <laughs> Sorry. We just like had to go off and gush about Nutsy and everybody else. So <laughs> but they do a really yeah. good job and they do a good job of um, like encompassing mm-hmm. the city and everybody that they possibly can. And I would argue yeah. that they probably have more city residents that are attending but this also comes down to when we talk about that stadium debate and you know I don't know if there just wasn't enough time in the training camp or if nobody really wanted to listen to it you know what are the counties contributing to this because that's kind of been a point of you know the city shouldn't be the only people that are having to invest in these projects Mm -hmm. right because they benefit 
the surrounding counties. You guys are coming on in here um, and parking in our parking spaces and enjoying everything that the city has to offer. So, And that was even a big point when people were talking about putting the stadium down in Shaco Bottom was accessibility to the counties. Yeah. Right. Where it stands right now on Boulevard is super easy for people to get in and out of the city. Yeah, Which it's right it there would, that makes it. It would still make a great place for an entertainment complex. Hey, why are we not doing anything for the boulevard anymore what happened to that conversation oh maybe we'll have to have that another day <laughs> we are talking about the training camp the racial slurs training camp. The racial slurs training camp. i'm trying to get myself used to it's, saying it's that. actually really hard i've yeah. noticed that it's really difficult but so i thought it was interesting like also just in talking to the people at the camp one of the sentiments that they also said was that they felt like the city really wasn't investing in it anymore and like advertising it appropriately and promoting it appropriately which arguably i could see where maybe we haven't been well yeah. if you think about it um our mayor is not a huge fan no. of it and why would he want to put his time and energy into promoting it if he's if it's not on his agenda? Well, well he better because we don't know the money. And I think, money. I think this is a question though that I have and kind of brought to me and I want to ask you guys is, you know, even though everybody hates the camp. We, <laughs> I mean, let, let's be real. Everybody hates the camp. <laughs> like, let me be, just be real straight about it. Like, we all have issues with it. Why, at what point do we look at it and say, this is the lot that we have? This is our situation. How do we make the best of the situation? Because we do still have a debt service. We do still have to pay the Redskin, the racial slurs, $500,000 a year. Seriously. That's when we that's when we do it. And it's an eight-year contract. Am I correct? I believe it was eight years, yeah. yeah. And so, you know, we're coming up on a that's couple of years left. So at what point do we double down and just say, dollars. you know what? Yesterday. Like, let's make this work and try to make this work to the benefit of the city because there are things that, you know, if there was more attendance or, you know, if there was, like, all these if, if, ifs already have money. But then I also, in the back of my head, think everybody did want to double down financially on Sixth Street Marketplace. And maybe I don't mean financially more money in this situation, but even just, like, promoting it or talking about it or encouraging people like trying to find a way like to make it work as best as we can at least for the rest of that contract we don't have to keep them here or try to keep them here when it's up for the sake of the money that we owe we need to be we need to be doing something to make it work for the next few years yeah there's there's no way to get out of it so we have to do something to make it generate any kind of cash at this point no, we needed to generate what we paying. I don't even know if that's a possibility. Do you know who would really enjoy the use of that training camp? Can you guys guess? RPS football teams? RPS students in general. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, it's a huge space for I didn't know where you were going with that. school activities. Yeah. Wasn't that part of this anyway? Weren't they supposed to be able to part-time use Mm -hmm. the facilities? There was supposed to be a certain number of days that they were supposed to be able to use it in a year. I drive by that place all the time. You see any Richmond City school buses kicking it over there? Oh, girl. I certainly do not. I don't know. I think the other challenge that we have, and as we kind of wrap it up in the last couple minutes here, is just um, the EDA. Dun, dun, dun. Go. Needs to go. So if anybody doesn't know, this is, yeah. The Economic Development authority the eda which is a bunch of people appointed by city council and they're the ones like the city doesn't hold the lease of this property so and they also the eda is the one that negotiates the contract so things that city council approved limits on ended up like for example city council approved a version that said up to five hundred thousand dollars and the eda was like give us all of it thank you right which the contract in the eda negotiated which apparently also had crazy stuff in it like tickets and all this other stuff for uh, people to use which i'm like where are my tickets the eda this whole site you know that was one big thing of it is okay so what if we wanted to sell it we'd have to convince the eea to do it 
and again, you know, the EDA is the one that negotiated the contract and all this little stuff where, you know, when we do have development projects, I'm just saying maybe we need to have city council appoint a different EDA. I think there's been one new person that's turned over, but like as these appointments are coming up, y'all, let's start applying if you got any experience in this kind of thing, because we've got to flip the EDA. Any, anybody, anybody, we don't, you don't even need no experience. Anybody is different than what we got now. Anybody, <laughs> please. Thank you all for listening to us lament mm-hmm. about the Washington racial slurs. Racial slurs and training camp and now enjoy uh, a few minutes of uh sound footage that jesse collected while she spent that horrific day it was so hot and there was no alcohol whatever y'all enjoy yep (laughs) before we do that you know we still have to remind y'all that flint still has dirty water rps still not fully funded touchdown so we focus mostly on like local government issues. So I've been looking a lot into like the Redskins training camp deal. And so more of like the financial side of it, of course. Um, and I was trying to come out though today. Uh, we're trying to put together eventually like a show that kind of goes through it all. But I wanted to talk to people that actually go to it, but especially like the local vendors. Cause I know that's one thing where people were a little bit worried about I had a bunch of like other bigger name corporate vendors. So I was excited to see you guys out here. Cause I told them like, I've low key ordered like Bacon Ranch cheese fries delivery to my house. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I clearly want Big Herbs today, which I'm like, excellent. So I was curious. So you guys have been out here three of the five years. Now, um, back to your research. How many years? How many years this? This is this is five. So we've been here four or five. We only missed the first. Okay. So we've been every year except for the first. Okay, cool. Awesome. So how have, how, has, how have you feel like it's progressed or changed over the years? Do you think it's different from when it started? Um, the first year, I think I came out as a, as a um, supporter in general just to mm-hmm. see what it was all about. Obviously, it was RG3. It was hype, brand new. Nobody wanted it to fail. I'm not saying people wanted it to fail now. But then it was it, it was a lot more hype. Um, the first year or two, so first year I wasn't here. Second year, uh, after the first year, it was a lot of pushback from people. Once again, was, or, or businesses. How come you got all these people... You know, Papa John's and all these corporate restaurants. And I used to work for corporate, so cor- you know, you, yeah. know, you can learn a lot in corporate. Corporate, it, it is what it is. First two years were disastrous, from what I could remember or read. Um, definitely, the first year charging people twenty five hundred bucks just to be outside on the street. Wow. Um, the vendors, and um, it was a lot of vendors out there that paid it. And you know, either day one or day two, you know, definitely after the first week, they, you know, they already lost the money. So one guy I knew personally, um, he um, owned, a, I think, a taco business or. Um, a food truck like that. Basically, he was just selling orders for a dollar a piece as, as people were coming in, and that's how he made all his money because it was just the way it was set up wasn't very good. So once again, not the first year. Second year we come in, uh, it, was, it was a lot of rain. Da, 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 da. Um, after the first year during that season, I guess the city reached out to the Redskins and said, "Hey, um, you guys need to have some." I think, I think at that point the city was more like you need some local vendors one, um, but you know, even minority-owned businesses mm-hmm. as well. Um, give everybody an opportunity. So at that point, I believe that the very next year was the year two. I believe it was us and Kroger Spot uh, had the opportunity to come in. Um, I think I don't think I think Kroger Spot only came one year, maybe two years. But um, as far as my relationship with the Redskins, I am a Redskins fan, um, personally a Redskins fan. Um, but with here, it's been um, dealing with them has been great. Um, first year was slow. Second year, um, as far as numbers were a little down, and you know you have people bringing their own coolers and stuff, and I get it. You know, it's family friendly. I understand that, um, but once again, a lot of times, what happens is like as, as you've seen. I don't know what time you came in, but it's packed. But when, when the practice is over, it's a mad exit. Yeah. Second year, well, first year we were here, year two, um, it was a different um, coach and stuff. The practice was, was only an hour or two gap 
between practices, then it made even more sense. And at that point, people already got to, and then they did, they did, at that point, they did um, walkthroughs in the morning, took an hour or two gap, um, and came back and did pads. And I'm not sure if you're a huge football fan in general, but most people want to see the pads. Yeah. Most people see contact. So that worked out well because people would come here early in the morning, camp out, not necessarily want to see the walkthroughs, but get that spot. Yeah. And then they only got two hours, so they can't really go move the car or can't go to McDonald's or whatever. So they're going to be forced to stay here. And whether they bought their own food or didn't, or but suddenly we have more traffic um, at that point um, than we've had in, in, you know, in the last couple of years. Um, to be in here, uh, once again, for me, it's been good because I think a lot of people, and I, and I, and I want to think this, that they, they appreciate entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. and, and not saying, not knocking Papa John's and not knocking Buffalo Wild Wings, because obviously they're proven brands. But a lot of times people come to this place, let me try something different. Mm -hmm. I can get Papa John's pizza anytime. Um, and I do a little, little cooking segment on TV, so my name is getting a little, a little bit more popular. So it's been nice to watch Big Herms here. Da, da, da. Let me try some shrimp and stuff like that. So, so that's just been pretty good. Okay. So do you think, it sounds like a lot of the things that maybe the Redskins could do, I think I'm assuming they're the ones that schedule the practices. The like, ones that schedule the practices. I think the coach makes, it makes more sense. Yeah, like for businesses, do, of course, to do it a different way. Like it makes no, sense no. for the revenue piece of it. Right, but it, it, I think I think on paper, unless I never play football, I think on paper it makes sense to on the coolest side of the day to do pads. Mm -hmm. But fans want to see. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And once again, you know, most fans are not going to get here at 8 o'clock in the morning, maybe on the weekend. Monday through Friday, and who's gonna be here at nine o'clock unless you're just off or on vacation? So people want to see that, um, but yeah, that the shorter gap between practices will be a huge help. Yeah. Because once again, you avoid this practice is over at twelve. Next practice is not until four thirty. As I was looking at, it, I'm like, why would I? Well, like, why? Why? Now, <laughs> last year, year before, I think last year they actually had cornhole out here. They had, a, I think, I don't know if they had a moon bounce, but at least they had a little drill thing the kids could go. At least occupy them for a little while. I don't yeah. know if you have any kids, but. You know, something. Something. Yeah. Something. And once again, it doesn't cost any money. Just they can just run around or whatever. Um, the, today, I guess they didn't do it today. But sometimes in that tent right across, right in front of us, um, they have uh, a former NFL player, a former Redskins player, coming to sign autographs. So I keep people around for a little bit. But um, so yeah, then you should have. Well, I think he already told you that used to be a big walkthrough yeah. um, team store. Um, you, you had actually, I think it was covering. It was here covered the entrance so you had to walk through the, the, the team store it was all AC and so walk through the team store in order to get to the get to the field uh, which once again is you know, not, not in a tight trailer it's cheap uh, but it's still dumbed down versus what it used to be right right that's interesting um, I've been trying to figure out why can't I get alcohol here <laughs> Oh, like that's I, killing me. I'm like, because, why can't I would pay to go into beer garden? That might just be me, though. But no, no. <laughs> I, 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 you know, once again, I only did research on me, but um, I, I do, I do my share of drinking. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't get it either because they have that football game. Yeah. I get this is like family friendly, but but, but but kids go to football games. Yeah. So I don't, I don't see the hangups. But yeah, it's um, I don't know. I'm with you. I mean, football, watching football, I can't have a beer. It was weird. I was, like, watching, because I'm, I'm, so I'm a Cowboys fan, not going to lie. My wife's a Cowboys fan. Okay. We've been 20 years. <laughs> and uh, I'm sitting there, and I'm like, I, I, I'm missing something here in my hand, and I think it's alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know if I've watched football without alcohol. I don't know why, you know, I mean, because, you know, you know, Brown, Level, and all those people have trailers and stuff like that. I don't, I'm well, not so sure. Well, so many local companies, too. Like, it seems True. like it would be. Right. It's like it would be an opportunity. Even to do Legend. Like, right. something. I don't know. I don't know what I don't, I don't know what the hangup is with that, but I'm with you. Yeah. It's part of football. So do you think? I mean, obviously there's a lot of money that City put into it at, at this point. You know, I know there's also some contention about are they can continue the deal. Right. Do you feel like it's something that should be continued, or do you, how do you think it could be improved to be more beneficial to the city? 
Um, I guess for me personally, uh, once again, you know, we, to, in order to cater, we have VIP tents on the other side. Have you been over there? No, because I don't have a VIP pass. They stopped me. You want, he's a, he's a, he's a, <laughs> if you want, if you want it. Um, but, um, so, VIP. Yeah, once again, I think, I think the, the gap is small, it needs to be smaller. Um, and there needs to be more going on. I mean, like now, I mean, they're not practicing, but we don't have music. Yeah. So I, I mean, I understand not a lot of music, no loud music when they're practicing, but it's just nothing. I mean, there's nothing going on. Yeah. And then once again, I, I've seen a couple of the TV shows, and you know, a lot of times TV shows or, or even radio shows, they they, they kind of like angle it a certain way or something, or or try to boost it up. But this, I mean, there's no. I mean, I, I said this before. Reminds me of you, you, had, you had a tennis match or you had a golf tournament. It was like snowball. <laughs> It was really odd. It was kind of just super quiet when I walked in. I'm like, this is kind of not hype. Um, yeah. I know who's, everybody's just like quiet on no. a Sunday, like still recovering no. from last night. It's, it's, it's like, so, so something needs to happen. I don't know, um, but it's just, hey, it's just, oh, I'm drum. And I'm a, I'm a fan, and it's like, it hurts. Yeah. I'm not sure how the numbers run or how, you know, how we are making money off of this. Mm -hmm. As far as the city goes. Yeah. Um, I know inside, um, they have doctor's offices and stuff inside. They operate Monday through Friday. Monster um, Gorge, that's some place. So I'm assuming the doctors are paying rent and stuff for that. Anything that's going on with it. But, and, and I guess everybody says the same thing. Um, but it's, I seem like I've seen some events here. Some some um, um, concerts or something. But it seems like you could have more. Yeah. That's that's what I always wonder. Like, I actually was, we're joking about, like, oh, my gosh, it would be really fun is, like, to do our radio show off-site and like record it at yeah. the training camp be, so i and i'm like especially we're on top of the training camp right. and so we could be like looking out on the field that we pay right. for it's like 1500 bucks <laughs> and i'm like it was a non-profit radio like i don't it was just like and the thing was it wasn't i just couldn't i couldn't just rent the conference room i had to rent the whole first floor that's not cool which i'm like you know to be fair a 1500 dollars for an event is actually pretty cheap for a venue space to be rented right. but at the same time like for what we were trying to do it for i'm like how it's come i can't you, just it's, rent it's just you and three people right. or whatever, or my, my staff yeah and, and we do it for free right. it's non-profit like we don't take any money so it's like it's volunteer and it's several layers of just like well i wish there was just more access even just in general to the community because i think part of it's like nobody comes out here from the city right i haven't i was talking to someone they told me they live in richmond city and it turns out they're in short pump Okay. And I'm like, okay, all right. <laughs> I was yeah. asking, like, what part are you in? They're like, short pump. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, I can, yeah. Most of them from the county, so I don't know how many Richmond City residents really come out to, like, even experience and see, you know, hey, there are doctor's offices here, right. or hey, there is this here that's a benefit to right. people, because now it's just a perception of, like, I hate going here. Right. <laughs> and, 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 you know, I don't know how the other camps run or whatever, but it's, it's part of, you know, you, you, don't, you, don't, have, you don't have a good team. <laughs> not helpful yeah because to you your know, point like rg3 was a big thing right, that year right. like that was somebody was mentioning how bigger how much bigger it was like, i think it's the city promotion right. all the vendors and stuff to your point rg3 right and it's like you know you know, you know anything any business when you're making money it's easier yeah or, or when you're winning it's a lot easier you know you can you can, you can uh, make mistakes or things may not go quite as right as whatever but when you're losing already and you know i got some hostility just it snowballs. So. Yeah, no, it's it's fascinating because yeah, I was thinking about it. I'm like, I'm walking around. I'm like, why would I'm trying to think if I was if I would watch a Cowboys practice? You would hope it would be you know busier than this. <laughs> but I'm like thinking about it. I'm like, to be fair, like I couldn't. I got tickets to a Redskins Cowboys game at FedEx Field, 200 bucks a pop, and like really good seats. Okay. But I'm also thinking like that was the year that both teams were terrible, True. and even that 200 dollars a pop right. for a family that's oh, so expensive. So expensive. 
So like having a free option that's so close and not super far away from this, like I get it. Right. I, I think you would think like, hey, this is really cool to make this more accessible to people that don't have right. a grand to drop exactly. in the game. Exactly, and that's like um, you said, that's, that's a grand easy. Easily. A family of four. Uh, <laughs> Oren. Oren, nice to meet you, Oren. DJ. Hi, DJ, how, how are you? Good. So you're both from like Richmond City? Mm -hmm. Oh, good. I was like looking around, I feel like there's a lot of people from the counties here. So I'm not gonna lie, I don't like the training camp. Oh wow. But I also don't really like the Redskins. Me neither. Yeah? Not a Redskins fan. What fan are you? Pittsburgh. Okay. Cowboys fan. Mm -hmm. So we can all just hate each other, like really here. <laughs> at the same time. Is this you guys' first time at the camp? Yeah, my, my first time. Okay. Did you go this season or last season? Okay. Is this like normal turnout on a Sunday? Do you think, or I guess you can go on a Sunday. Okay. What day of the week did you go last time? Saturday. Saturday? Was it bigger than this? Yeah, it was packed. Okay. I think I was just surprised at like how few people there were. And I was just thinking maybe it's Sunday during church. Yeah, and usually people come on the training camps later in the year when it gets towards the end. When it like starts to maybe matter? Right. Right, when they probably start having scrimmages and stuff. Uh -huh. So why'd you guys decide to come? It feels good outside. That's it? Okay. That's yeah, fair. and it's still a, you know, a football team, so just interesting to see. Yeah. Them out here trying to get ready for the season. Okay. I think I was like, for as much of a Cowboys fan as I am, I was trying to think about like, would I watch them practice in July? <laughs> 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 And I didn't really feel like I would. Do you guys think it was like a good idea for the city to bring the training camp here? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Yeah? Why? Give people something to do. It's free. Um, you know, it's we don't have much here in Richmond to do. Yeah. Right, especially we don't have any um, professional teams, teams here at all. The Richmond Rough Riders aren't good enough for everybody? Nah. Who is that? <laughs> Oh, <laughs> <nice>. <laughs> <laughs> and it's in the spring like it's it's i mean it's a good supplement in the spring i'm not gonna lie it's fun but no we don't have a clue yeah but it's still like we don't have a major league baseball team hockey basketball baseball, basketball nothing do you guys go to like squirrels games at all no why not, not well i'm not a big baseball fan okay that's fair yeah, I mean, I've been to a Nationals game, but it's, it's way different than going to a Squirrels game. I went to one with the Braves. Yeah. Braves. yeah that's not the same. I think the Squirrels is kind of an odd name. I enjoy it, but like, all right. All right. <laughs> so you think you'd come back? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I will come back. Probably come back this year. Yeah. What do you guys think about like the amount of money and like the other like the whole? I don't know if you do you know much about like the financial side of it at all, or is it just like it's here? No, I don't know much about the financial side. Okay. Hey. Yes, ma'am. Sorry to interrupt you. So my name's Jesse. Yes. I have a local radio show. Okay. And I feel like you're the person I need to ask questions of. Okay. With your world champion belt. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Like, it's so obvious. Like, this is obviously the person I need to talk so to. <laughs> so, what, what, if you're okay with it, I'm going to ask yeah, you something. Yeah, I'm good. Awesome. I'm good. So, what's your name? I'm Martin. Martin. Yes, nice to meet nice you. Nice to meet you. 
So how many like, do you come regularly and also do you bring the belts? Uh, well, here's the deal. This is the only one that I've got. Okay. A few years ago, they did a team MVP belt. Okay. That they presented in the locker room. Well, then the next season, they, they, they made some and sold. I don't know how many they made, but at the different rallies, they gave one away at each of the rallies that they had here. And then they sold them on the website for a little while, and I wasn't able to get one of them, and you can't find them nowhere no more. I've wow. tried eBay and everywhere. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do my own, and I did this. I put oh, this really? Together. You put it together? Yeah, I did this. Oh, that's really even cooler then. I'm not a Redskins fan, but that's pretty cool. What? Like, I'm sorry. I know. I know. I don't want. I would give you. I oh. didn't wear my jersey, so I feel like that's an improvement. I like, <laughs> well, I didn't wear my Cowboys jersey. Oh, I know. That interview's over. I'm, I know, but I'm here. I'm trying. Have, have a nice day, Jess. <laughs> And that will do it for another episode of RVA Dirt's Municipal Mania, heard every Wednesday at 11 a.m. right here on WRIRLP 97.3 FM Richmond Independent Radio. As always, if you have questions, concerns, comments, show topics, or snack suggestions, hit us up across all social media at RVA Dirt. <laughs>